This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back on the block. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. We are here to give you a nice two-hour show here on a busy day in sports. The NBA trade deadline, the NFL uh, awards will be announced tonight. There's a new Jurassic World coming out soon, so a lot of stuff happening. Oh, that one's not sports, but anyway, there's a lot of stuff uh, happening today. We'll also have Thirsty Thursdays with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle set to join us here in about uh, 20 minutes. Uh, also, Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World Herald will join us at 525 to kind of break down that Nebraska victory last night over Minnesota, and that's where I'd like to start with you, Strick, after, of course, asking you how your day is going today down in sunny Florida. Definitely a wonderful day. I'm feeling good. I'm enjoying this wonderful and blessed day. The sun is up again, and there's no cloud in the sky, so it is a wonderful day down here in Florida. Uh, I do miss my uh, Nebraskaites, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> Nebraskans, maybe? Um, yeah, yeah, my brother. No, yeah, yeah. I think we used to call Lincoln, Lincoln, uh, you know, home, yeah. home, home people in the Lincolnites. That's right. Nebraskaites? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you call but um no and and I'm kind of looking forward to trying to get home. I'm I, I want to try to get back and uh this month is trying to go by as quick as it's it's come and like to try to get back soon. Uh hopefully we can get a couple of wins and then I'll feel good about it. Come back and maybe see the state tournament and and, and uh, do that again. So we'll probably be in the trying to figure that out yeah that would be awesome and, and luckily for you if you do you know look ahead look at the nebraska weather because it's actually been pretty good so you don't have to come back to the snow i don't know if you miss it do you ever miss the snow as far away from it as you try to make yourself get um well what happened with me is that when you when you go from like playing in dallas and then you go to all cold states you go to new york you go to boston you go to indiana and then you end in milwaukee where that brick comes off that lake like it's the most chilling thing when you get off the plane at like two three in the morning and you get hit with that brick walking out the door of the plane i was like yeah it's, <laughs> it's time to go it's time to go south um i i, I still love nebraska I, I i i will never not love nebraska if i have to come back to nebraska i would um that's not that's not a problem i, I have a great affinity for them i still have great friends there um i do come back pretty regularly one of my favorite spots, this is not a plug, uh, but I'm going to try to plug them and try <laughs> to plug them on the show at some point in time is uh, I like to go to Copacabana and, you know, have a good cigar and a oh, nice yeah. glass of wine and, and, and meet up with some of my friends. When I come back in town, me and Badge will go meet up there. Some of my Bellevue West people will meet up there. I get to see some old Husker football players and stuff like that up there at times. So it's, got, it's a good place for us to kind of go and congregate. And so I, I do like to come back. 
uh, at times. And also, you know, when I come down and do shows uh, on site, you know, hang out with Aaron Davis and, you know, obviously, you know, uh, uh, Raph and yeah. Griffin would Rafe and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and Aaron, that crew. So it, I do, I get a chance to come back and spend that time. So I look forward to it. Yeah. I, I personally could just go without snow. I think for the most part, maybe, maybe Christmas day or, you know, kind of when you get around the holidays, you kind of think about snow. But other than that, eh, I'd rather just bypass it. So I'm really enjoying this Nebraska winter this year, uh, as opposed well, to last year. Like, if it was like Denver where it came and it left the next day, then it yeah. would be okay for me. But <laughs> when it stays around for all that time. Uh, yeah. Then it gets all muddy in the streets and all that stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll just pass on it. But luckily this year we are, we're blessed with uh, less of that. And luckily last night we were blessed with a victory in the big 10 for Nebraska basketball, beating Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Huge win for Nebraska, huge to kind of get to uh, get the, uh, at least a win in the win column. And really, just kind of a, a toxic environment seemingly around Nebraska to settle down to a little bit uh, to a degree. And I think part of it, too, is not that Nebraska just found a way to get into the win column. It's it's how they did it. I mean, they dominated that game um, from the opening stretch. A lot more effort, a lot more hustle uh, was put into it. You know, it's it's a long game, so you're still going to have bad shots here and there in, in some moments. And certainly the free throws didn't look good, and that might come back to bite you in, in most games. But um, Nebraska did get the win um, behind Alonzo Verge's 22 points, really put it on in the second half. Uh, you know, Bryce McGowan's was flying everywhere from his brother Trey throwing it up there. Um, just all, all together a really fun uh, win in environment there. I guess the one thing that some of us around the office um, weren't too impressed with Minnesota. And so that's the one thing that might uh, hold you back from getting too excited. But it, more than anything, it's just a, a fresh breath there to get into the win column. And, and certainly those guys, if you saw it on social media or just kind of after the game, um, they're taking it in because that's, a, I mean, for a, a player to, to go through that long of a losing streak um, and, you know, I, and I could ask you about, how, you know, how it's been. But, you know, we kind of had the volleyball ladies in here last night. And it's just like, well, I, I don't know what that's like. I haven't gone through a losing. Because that's a long one. So for a lot of guys, I mean, that's really getting into the dumps. Maybe you start to question your decisions and, you know, you know, you know, some of your playing, you know, even the coaching staff. Who knows? Um, but to finally get the win, and I'm sure they feel more together than they have all year. Yeah, I mean, coming into the game, some of the stuff that we had talked about is, we, you know, when we spoke on the show uh, last night is some of the things that we would like to see or I would like to see in order to kind of make me feel good that there is some form of adjustments being made, some changes being made. And that was specifically, I said, I want to see, a, a, you know, some competing fire, some hustle, uh, team play, uh, not a whole bunch of that one-on-one -on -one stuff, uh, being very fundamentally sound and, uh, one of the things I liked about it is that they started off the game with intensity, uh, obviously with the two alley-oops, uh, great defense. They were getting deflections. That was another thing I had mentioned on the show last night, putting your hands on balls. It, it, there was nothing that was easy. Everything was challenged. They were in their face. They were hawking. That was the best defense I've seen out of Bryce McGowan's the whole year. I mean, he actively was getting after people. I mean, if he plays like that, he's going he's gonna to have a bright future not only at Nebraska, but also, um, you know, at the next level, uh, because that was, that was, that's the way you got to do it. And, and, and so those are some of the things that I like to see. I mean, it was, you know, one of the other things I loved about it was we knew that there's always a game of runs. It's going to happen right in the past. What would happen with Nebraska is when a team would make a run, they would have these long dry spells, but they answered every, every run that Minnesota ran at them. And I thought that was a, a, a significant difference in what we've seen in the past. 
Whereas in the past they would fall, you know, and, and, and kind of give up and give in. They were giving up rebounds. I think I only saw that happen once last night where they gave up, even though they lost the battle, even though they did lose, but they, they won because they, they secured the majority of those 40 plus uh, 40 points in the paint. That's phenomenal. One of the other things I saw, they didn't settle. They, they got passes out um, where they could have taken shots. Now it wasn't even like it would have been a bad shot had they took it, but they looked to attack the glass. And so they made the penetration, made the next pass. Uh, Verge was phenomenal last night, both defensively and also, uh, you know, distributing the ball. Uh, I don't think he took maybe but one bad shot that I saw. Um, they missed layups. They actually could have blown them out. They, 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 they probably should have beat them by 20, but they missed some layups, you know, um, and it got to the basket. They attacked it. They just, they just missed the shots. And so that happens. And, and so you, you've got to be able to make those free throws in order to win big games because you may only be up 10, you miss 50, 50% free throws and you're going to be in trouble. So that's the only other thing that I, I don't think I, I saw that was different. Yeah, I mean that, and that was I mean, they missed thirteen of them, fifteen of twenty-eight from the line. That's a, uh, that's a lot of points. So hopefully they can kind of clean that up as they move forward, and and I'm sure that's a, a talking point they'll have going into their next game. Um, I thought it was kind of cool too because you know I think part of Verge playing well, and he started going in the second half without a doubt. But I liked the fact that in the first half they kind of had uh, different guys bringing up the ball at different times. Sometimes it was Trey, who I know wants to work on that a little bit more. Um, Bryce at times, even, you know, <laughs> CJ at, at, at a certain, you know, for a few possessions, but certainly a heavy dose of Verge as well. Um, but when you're talking about the, the offense getting stagnant and Verge's, um, you, know, you know, tendency to just kind of over-penetrate and stuff like that, I, I think that that's part, partially how you, how you do it, is you get them going, um, you know, just have different guys bring up the ball, especially if Minnesota's not pressuring. You know, if the other team pressuring then you need your best ball handler and verge to do it but um i think that i thought that was a, a little bit of a wrinkle that you know we've seen at times but uh you know it looks better in a win and certainly i, I think they kind of it, it, you know put that a little bit more into the game um so uh obviously just a, a great win overall also the other thing you, you're still getting punished for bad shots i think tominaga took a transition three and that was the last we yeah. saw of tominaga last night yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 well, one, one, that, you, you made a, a great point because when, when we was at Nebraska, there was, even though we knew Jamar Johnson was our point guard, we knew Teron Lue was our point guard, it, for us, it didn't matter. If Jerron got it, we're, we're all running. If I got it, we're running. If, you know, um, even if Pike got it, we're running. And so we all hit wings. Whoever got that ball, whoever got that first outlet, we hit wings. You know, sometimes they got it to me on those situations because I was a push pro guy. I was going to get deep and I was going to find somebody, um, not necessarily for me to score, but to, to find somebody. That's what makes a difference. It, does, it, it, it doesn't give a defense an opportunity to transition back because you're pushing. I like that they kept pace, but the, they were disciplined a little bit better to, uh, last night than I'd seen is that when they did push pro in, 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 a, in the majority of those instances, they, they, they saw, okay, there's nothing here. Let me let me pull it back out. And they ran offense. They looked like they put bodies on people last night um, where they would just run by screens at, at different times. Guys took shots. They felt they looked confident in taking strokes as opposed to just hoping that it went in. Uh, so those, those things were phenomenal. Everybody looked like they were enjoying it. You know what I mean? Those, those are, those are that, when you see that amongst your team as a whole, 
you know, the enjoyment, the, the, the support, the crowd got into it. Like um, I hadn't seen in a while because they had something to get into when you're playing with that type of intensity and they finished it with 40 minutes. They, I think learned, hopefully, let's just say, hopefully, hopefully they learned what it takes to win in the big 10. It takes 40 minutes there. You can't take minutes off. You can't take seconds off. Every possession means something. And, and if you can play for 40 minutes of a game, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. And they did that. Yeah, and it'll be fascinating. Nebraska gets back into it. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, actually, uh, can kind of prime you up for the game. Yeah, 1 o'clock and uh, get you ready for, the, for the, the football game. Hopefully we'll all be feeling pretty good with Nebraska coming off a victory against their hated rival, Iowa. Of course, the Iowa will be able to host that game, but it will get a national TV audience on FS1, so a chance for Nebraska to continue the momentum moving forward. Iowa, for what it's worth, has a, a, one of the front runners, I should say, for um, Big Ten Player of the Year in Keegan Murray, but if they can shut him down, I think you got a pretty good feeling of, of what can get done there. Their, their most recent game was a victory over Minnesota as well. They'll have another game against Maryland um, tonight, actually, if, uh, if you want to watch that as well. ESPN2 at 6 p.m. Uh, if you want to look at Iowa and see how Nebraska kind of matches up with them. Um, that's the next thing for Nebraska moving forward. I did want to – oh, go ahead. Lot, look, real quick, man, a lot of upsets last night in the Big Ten. I mean, shoot, Big Ten, uh, Penn State takes down Iowa – um, you know, uh, Rutgers getting it done uh, against um, um, Ohio State. I mean, it was like some big upsets. What do you think uh, about the no call? Did night. you see that on the, the Ohio State? I where I mean, I, I yeah, and if, even like I, I know you like you want to swallow your whistle. You don't want to you don't put it in the refs' hands. Um, but the guy got fouled for what it's worth. He got he was in the corner. He took the three um, to try to win the game. The ball didn't make it halfway to the basket. And uh, and maybe I mean they, they did a similar thing last time when Trey McGowns was going up for his dunk and the guy got all hand and they didn't call the call the foul. Um, but uh, that you know different situation there at the end for the win. Um, I know you you know it would have been a late whistle if they hadn't made it because initially he didn't see it. But at that point, I think once you once you watch the trajectory of it, unless you thought that he got the block, I think you have to make even if it's a late whistle, you have to make that call. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what he anticipated. He thought that now. Um, what happens is, by rule, if if you're touching hands, and, and he got to the top part of his hand, but the difference between that one, uh, you know, me being an, an ex-referee, the difference between that one, normally you can tap hands, right? Um, that's not a foul. If you peek and tap hands, usually you have to get ball first. But if you stop follow-through, which that was, that was a stop of a follow-through, mm. then, then at that point it's got to be a foul. And, and so I don't know if he thought maybe he did get ball and then uh, let it go. But they did. They missed a couple of calls uh, during that game. I think there was also one where it looked like uh, the ball was tipped and it was thrown out. But it would look like it was tipped. So they looked like they, they, they missed a few uh, in that game last night. I don't know if it would have made the difference. But, yeah, it definitely was a foul. And just kind of, this is kind of putting you on the spot. We'll probably talk about it later as, when we dive deeper into it and, and, you know, kind of break these things down. Um, but I heard the other night, I mean, there's plenty of guys. I already mentioned Keegan Murray up for the Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, Kofi Coburn might be the National Player of the Year. He won the Player of the Week this last time out. Um, obviously, um, Davis over there, Johnny Davis at Wisconsin has an argument. EJ Liddell, Jaden Ivey at, at, at Purdue. It's it's a it's a it's a lot of great players. So you just kind of have to pick one. It seems like if you're going to choose a Big Ten Player of the Year, do you think it should come from whoever wins 
the regular season? Do you think that's how you should choose if it's that close of a race, or do you think that you just got to stick to it, see who who means more to their individual team and, and, and kind of is up there for the national awards higher than the others? Well, I, I think that should be the rule. I, I, I personally think it, it shouldn't – the criteria shouldn't be based on who who ultimately wins. Uh, who who does mean the most to their team and and is a consistent body of work throughout the throughout the Big Ten uh, season? I think should be the one that gets it. If there's a lot of inconsistencies, a little bit of up and down, but if somebody is consistently doing whatever it takes and gets wins, because sometimes you're going to lose in the Big Ten. It's not it's not necessarily uh, that because you you know, or the top team in the big 10 that you should be awarded that I, I, I that's just my opinion. But, um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Cause it's fascinating. Cause I mean, a guy like, you know, Jaden Ivey has, uh, or, or Kofi Coburn, they have more help than, than Johnny Davis or Keegan Murray. So, you know, how do you weigh that into it? It's, it's going to be interesting, but I mean, they've, I, mean, I think those guys are your five, uh, all big 10 players, but, uh, we'll kind of see as that race uh, goes on, who's going to ultimately get it. Uh, you know, Keegan Murray have it in 22 and a half or 20, yeah, almost 22 and a half with Iowa. So that'll be interesting to see Nebraska take on him. Kofi Coburn's averaging 22 and, and, and 11. Johnny Davis is over 20, almost 21 points. Uh, so, it's 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 going to be very fascinating. A lot of really good players in the Big Ten. Uh, we got to take a quick break, but when we come back, it is time for one of our favorite segments of the week, Thirsty Thursdays with Kevin Meyer. And we're trying to work out all the technical bugs, and hopefully, Strick, we can include you uh, this week as it's been a bit of a trouble. We've got Mark on it. That's our best technical guy, so uh, we're, we're putting our best foot forward, and hopefully we'll have Strick included here on Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer. That's coming up next here on The Block. <laughs> 